Hi everyone and welcome to day four of our special edition of Human Centered on location at South by Southwest 2022. I'm Nick Brunker, a group director of experience strategy at VML YNR, your host for the show. Thanks for tuning us in. We've been so fortunate over the last few days to have our very own chief experience officer from EMEA, Karen Boswell, on the ground in Austin, bringing us some terrific updates, themes to watch, and brought in some amazing guests to share some unique perspectives as well. Today is no exception to that. She's just wrapped up her fourth and final day uh, South By before heading back over to London. So we're excited to catch up with her again. Plus, very excited to welcome in Andy Wardlaw, who's the Global MD Talent Business Lead, and he's specifically focused on innovation. So what better way, I think, to you know, round out a weekend of where we've been talking human empathy and, and improving the human condition than actually bringing somebody in who is focused on human talent. So Karen, I guess before we dive in, let's give uh, our good friend Andy a chance to introduce himself. Andy, welcome to the show. Thanks again. And uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Great to be here. Thank you. So I am privileged that I get to work with, advise, coach, and sometimes connect some of the best talent that the creative industries has to offer. Um, I, my focus, I guess, I would say it's quite broad, but it's innovation leadership um, across uh, a wide variety of businesses, increasingly diverse, actually, including brand owners, media owners, agencies of all different uh, focuses, strengths, um, startups, scale-ups, technology businesses, um, and the, 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 the talent that drives those businesses forward. We're so glad to have you. Thank you for carving out a, a few minutes of your Monday uh, to chat with us uh, before everything wraps up down there in Austin. Karen, kind of break it down for us today. Day four, what were the big things that, that you took away from today? So the main thing and the main conversation that has been happening a lot is about talent, which is why I kind of hunted Andy down and asked if he would join us today. Uh, we've gone around a lot of the talk tracks and spoken to a lot of people and just talking about who's here this year and how their audience has changed, what people are, are looking for and what they want to take away from it. Uh, it's sparking a lot of interesting conversation around the war on talent <laughs> and, you know, how much people have changed uh, over the last few years and what this new era means to everybody and how we bring new and better mindful ways of being into seeking, finding, retaining, and looking after the best talent. Um, and it's something we've talked about yeah. quite a lot as well. I don't know if you want to build on that before yeah. we and break it down. This is probably, it's probably the first sort of main globally significant meetup in, in the sector that, that since the last two years of uh, COVID. Um, and so we've all got very, very used to having conversations, you know, important sort of life decision conversations um, on uh, the video conferencing platforms. And as much as you know, you, you're able to see people when you're doing, you're doing those chats and you're able to get a sense for the person, I, I think being here, it, it's really, really ratified in my mind how important physical proximity is when making large decisions. And actually, we've, we've all had from a, a, a person perspective, because everyone has different views, I think one of the good things to come out is that there is now much more of a hybrid um, set of tools and behaviours we're able to use remotely or in person. Um, but I think it's definitely hybrid. I think that, the, that there's not a world I can see where everything is done virtually or everything is done by people behind screens. And, and one of the things that keeps coming up when I'm talking to talent and talking to businesses, there's probably more variables now 
when people are making large career decisions um, than there ever have been before. The need for hybrid talent is extreme and acute. Across all of my clients and all of my partners and, and businesses that I, I work with, everybody is saying the same thing. Um, the, the, they can't find the right people. I've actually seen some some bad decisions being made, uh, either from a career perspective or a, re, you know, a, a, a very, very large cross-regional move somewhere where somebody hasn't been able to do the proper due diligence. Um, one of the other themes that I think we're probably, it's a, it's a big one this week, I'm sure it's come up on some of the other podcasts, is there's a real theme in, in lots and lots of different talks coming up time and time again on metaverse. And so the M word, so one of the, one of the things that perhaps drives a more visceral virtual environment like that or mixed reality environments is the need for people to be able to relate physically, not, not just to an avatar or not just to something which only really gives part of the, um, the essence of what they are and how they succeed the types of environments they need to be in in order to be successful themselves. Um, so I'm talking to people a lot about how they they do due diligence, how they make decisions in you know mixed proximity environments, whether they'd be able to visit the business, how much they'll have to time they'll spend in the office versus traveling versus with their colleagues. And it's interesting because you mentioned the you know the M word, um, and this it sort of builds on some of the conversations from yesterday actually. Uh, today's build on that was this idea that we have all of these multiple identities when yeah. we when we think about who we are in the metaverse you know I've got my LinkedIn identity yeah. um, I've got my Instagram identity which is personal to me and locked you know only to my friends and family um, but then we have Twitter and you know they're all slightly different because we've grown up <laughs> well probably veterans of it now but grown up in yeah. this sort of social era and actually this idea that they are being created and curated and our identities um, moving into this metaverse is something we need to think about um, and when you're seeking talent or building teams or connecting people to your point of view that is becoming blurry like yeah. there's lots of blurred lines and so it's been an it's been a really interesting series of conversations both on stage and off stage actually that um, is sparking a lot of debate I think there's been a lot of emphasis on the thing that is the metaverse but then it's like well hang on what does it actually mean to the people yeah, <laughs> in I, it yeah I, I, so I think pe people are being very very um, deliberate about how they how they present themselves and how they how they're going to be successful in the environment they may choose which enhances their career but also doesn't have a detrimental effect on their personal life as well so building on i think building on that theme um one of the distinctions that that we've been talking about that needs to be made is how do we put some safeguards around who we are mm -hmm. uh as a professional yep. and how much of what is not something i can no longer leave in a physical office yep. or even on a physical device you know i have a work phone and i have a personal phone yep. for reasons that are important to me i need to physically put a device to one side but we're becoming so increasingly connected and i think combined with the pressures that we're feeling um you know the collective we everybody's got much more on their shoulders at the moment to your point around unicorn talent yep. Yep. um it poses an interesting thought around how we can show up in the metaverse i mean do you have a point of view on maybe some tips on how we might be able to to navigate that it's a, it's a really difficult one it's one of the things i've seen I've, the talks i've seen it's, it's come up quite regularly um in, in a in a an era where businesses are consciously trying to make more diverse environments i mean that from a um a, a, a 
gender point of view, from a um, ethnicity point of view, um, but also from different types of creative businesses as well. Mm. Um, how specific or whether you need to come into a virtual environment as yourself or perhaps how you want to present yourself in a work environment. Um, is it, it's, I don't think the technology, to the quote we were looking at earlier, I don't think the technology is at a point yet where it, it, that question has been settled. Mm. And I think you put that in a career context again, going back to my thing I said about variables, I don't think people know how quite how to manage that. I don't think they know how to plan for that or to make great decisions based on it. And the world, the world has changed, isn't it? Like the, the world has Very changed. Much. And I think people are realizing that, you know, phrases like new normal <laughs> don't really have a place. Um, no. Everybody's now just, there's a lot of talk about how do we cope actually? Yep. And, and it feels like it's coping rather than getting to that sort of empowerment. So I think the shift is gonna be a really interesting one to navigate. Um, and it is affecting a, a lot of different roles, especially in, you know, the lens of South by Southwest where it is, technology-led and data-led, losing sight of the people in that could become something very quite, much, very, quite very, rapid. Very much so. And I think the level of un understanding and literacy in businesses is wi it widely var varies. Um, and I think there's quite often, particularly when people join businesses coming from other sectors or coming from other types of company, i.e. somebody moving from a brand owner to a service creative agency or from a, um, a media owner to a technology business, I think quite often the same words are used to describe skill sets, experience, success, but they're translated to mean something very, very different by the business than the person themselves in meaning when they're talking about them. Mm. So I think the, the when, when companies are, and many, many, many of them are, maybe, maybe everybody, um, are in periods of transformation right now and increasingly looking to hire um, di di different iterations of innovative talent, whether mm -hmm. that's about operational innovation, structural, um, commercial, creative, all of the above. I think being diligent and understanding exactly the point at which you're joining the business in order to help translate that through to, through to success has never been more important and actually easier to get to get wrong if you join the, the, the wrong business expecting some something completely completely different I think that's always been one of the challenges and I think now it's been exacerbated further what do you think that means that it sparked sorry Nick it sparked a really interesting question for me there um so what do you think that means for those that are hiring like the transparency of the business you know you, you make a really relevant point yeah. about really understanding what's going on inside a business but quite often actually that is information that isn't readily given so do you think there's a it's, it's, it's true and I think there's an art to interviewing the business that you are talking to not just being allowing yourself to be interviewed. It's not it's not a, a, a catch-all, but it tends to be the case that when companies hire, they set a rhetorical version of the business, which is some years ahead of where the business actually is. Mm. Um, th that can cause quite a, a hard landing when somebody joins. Um, I think th there's a from, a, from a hiring pers perspective, I think being really, really cadent and very specific about how success is translated by the person joining um it, it's a it goes a, a hell of a long way to, to build success there are multiple people you know very very, very senior level um c-suite um le leaders of businesses can quite often end up bringing a version of themselves to the interview that that doesn't isn't the one that turns up to work and i think companies are very capable of doing the same thing carrying your mind went exactly where mine did which is it, it tends to bring up a potentially vicious or if, if at best tricky cycle where you've got companies who are trying to retain and, and 
build a, new, a culture in this new normal to borrow that that phrase or to help customer or help uh, um, employees and prospective employees get excited about the work yet this is new for them as well so as you think about the experience of finding and matching talent into this future workplace nobody really knows has it all completely figured out tell me about some of the challenges you're, you're facing andy and in when hiring managers and leaders and talent aren't quite ready yet to to be at that mature level of this is how we recruit this is how we onboard this is how we get people to stay because building culture that's not easy in this environment i i think that's a really really good point and i think technology in some cases has moved much faster than culture's ability to to keep up and as much as we've been in many cases me included very lucky to be able to continue doing business remotely with technology i think as a creative sector and in in the broadest sense of the word i think we are being reminded and actually this this week this festival is a reminder of how important physical culture is people i think companies that have built hybrid structures that are more dynamic and more malleable and able to work in, in increasingly diverse ways with people that are in the office, some of the office, some, some of the time, managing the, the importance of those, um, those times and those interactions has never, never been more acute. And I think there's a, there's a huge retention problem in, in ac across the sector, all different types of businesses for people that have worked remotely and sometimes a, a, a huge inclusion problem. P people, people turn up differently. They they, mm -hmm. they turn up with the, the the best version of themselves differently. Some people are very very good, very effective working remotely. Others need the proximity and presence of colleagues to, to bring out the best of them. And I think companies having to learn new um, new habits, new muscles um, for for incentivizing and enfranchising people as they do try to become more diverse. And actually, if I can just make one. One point that I've heard talked about quite a lot as well with some of the um, leaders that I I, I uh, partner with is that where there's been a, a, a very correct pressure to have as diverse a workforce and point of view structure client client uh, roster as, as as you can, um, quite often people are not being set up for success. There's a there's a there's a danger to fall into a box ticking exercise in order to get to a, a, a better place from a, a, a diverse point of view, but without actually making sure that person is being set up to succeed. Um, it could be they're coming from a completely different business, from a completely different um, way of being successful. And I think doing the, the work early on brings out much better outcomes for both parties. Which brings nicely to my kind of final point um, in, in this section, actually, which is um, I was lucky enough to be on a panel with uh, our colleague Amber this morning and we talked a lot about data and instinct and actually instinct and your gut feeling being a source of data and it's hard to trust your gut when you're hiring someone you've never met Very. and it's hard to trust your gut when you're meeting a potential boss you know and at senior levels you're making a commitment of several years quite often yeah. so how do you do that so and it was a really interesting debate around um you know, just allowing for the psychology and the sociology to be a form of data that we take into consideration. So. Yeah, yeah, and without without um, really specific training, I think for leaders across businesses, understanding or, or continuing to learn how to do proper 
due diligence for the benefit of the person being interviewed or, or for the company that you're partnering with. It doesn't need always need to be about people, but it's companies joining together and working in different ways as well and partnering. I think understanding how to properly measure um, the, the, the match, you know, where, where, why this will be successful or why it won't be successful. I think people do go a lot on, uh, on, on their gut or they, they go on a set of questions they, that they use time and time and time again. Um, I know that some businesses have very, very, very long, very structured, quite drawn out interview processes. Others don't. Both make bad decisions, both make good decisions sometimes. And I think having having a, a really, really tailored, um, as, 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 as diverse as possible, but to get to the right, the best outcome system for, for meeting people and interviewing people and, and getting the true version of themselves and how they're successful is a, is a huge challenge, very important right now. Andy, so great catching up with you. I think this has been such a such an awesome conversation and a great way to round things out. What we've been doing the last few days, and we'll kind of do it again here, is go through our question of the day, our quote of the day, and then uh, close things out with a theme of the day. And uh, I guess, Karen, we can you know, kind of ping pong back and forth with the three of us on, on the discussions and the answers to this. But what was your question of the day for this final day at South by Southwest? So... The question of the day is when, when we are talking about that sort of creating and curating of our identities in this new blended world, how do we prepare for that identity divide? That was a big question posed That's, today. I do not have the answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll kind of revert back on it, but yeah, good question. And, and I think going back to the, the metaverse context, I think that the, the gap in knowledge from people who are genuinely working in building it and rendering it setting up technologies that will keep will keep it proliferating and getting better versus most of the rest of us <laughs> it's, it's a it's a pretty big gap and i think where, where technologies have, have been in place before that, that are mixed reality um i think they've either ground to a halt or gone down a, a a road that doesn't bring many people with them so i think obviously this is this isn't just a some, something that's just turned up but the, the, the number of things I think we need to think about as we build it, or should we build it in certain ways? Don't want to be dystopic about it, but I think the, yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting friction. Whilst we're all, most any of us anyway, really enjoying being back with people physically, we've probably got the most advanced system for being with, with, with each other virtually at the same time. Maybe they can both be, be good. Maybe they can both be mutually enhancing. Which brings us on to the quote of the day, which is um, got some really big long words in. So, thank you for South by Southwest. Well, we'll give this a go. So, the quote of the day came from a talk on exactly this, um, specifically considering uh, the role of people in the metaverse. The real problem with humanity is we have Paleolithic emotions, medieval institutions, and godlike technology. <laughs> that that is that is a mouthful. There's a lot a lot to unpack there. We could definitely unpack. I mean, I do think it's interesting though when you talk about that last piece of godlike technology, and you know, again, probably getting too profound with it, but the, the amount of things that we can do and will be able to do uh, over the course of even the next year. Just think about where we will be when we reset and do this all over again next year at South by, which I hope we can do, by the way is that evolution of technology for good. And I think that when you look at it, the way that you worded it in the quote, that's a pretty rough question. And I know we've talked dark patterns in the past and it's it's been a topic of conversation, no doubt, but I think it's super interesting to think about, especially as we think the humanity of somebody's career, like literally their livelihood. How does technology yeah. impact that? It's a really profound question. Yeah. It, it is one, one, one of the, um, 
speakers actually addressed that and he said that he's somebody building the, the metaverse and he said that perhaps we can help bridge the gap between paleolithic um emotions with the right metaverse or with the with the right environment which i guess that's a that's an optimistic way to look at it you can have the right technology in the wrong hands and the wrong technology in the right hands and you just don't know what's going to happen do you well amen. <laughs> amen what about the theme of the day to round things out uh the theme of the day is a bit left field, actually, but I kept hearing this word, so it would have been remiss of me not to bring it to the forefront. Ungendering. Ungendering is the theme of today that has got people talking, and that is present in the fact that we are seeing the toys for girls and the toys for boys not being a thing anymore that unisex clothes are becoming more prevalent you don't have um stores are starting to have just general sections rather than a lady section and a men's section um and you know that's sort of happening in in lots of different places and it's really sparked a total mix of um points of view on that which we won't go into but i think that theme of ungendering it's not something i had particularly noticed explicitly outside of perhaps unisex bathrooms <laughs> but yeah on that note <laughs> very cool i mean what a, what a few days it's been andy thank you for taking time to to be our final guest of 2022 on the uh the south by southwest on location front really appreciate all of your insight and, and your time safe travels back home Thank you. Thanks, Nick. And Karen, just a, a great set of days. I mean, what a what a ride it's been over the last handful. And I'm so thankful that we were able to, to do this podcast. And I think that we should, uh, maybe when you get back to London on the ground, maybe uh, middle of the week or something, uh, reset and do a, a review, a weekend in review, if you will. So if that sounds good, we'll put it on the books. And uh, just again, thank you for, for the idea and thank you for doing this. What a great, great few days. We really appreciate it. Thanks again. Very happy to do that. I think it'd be good to soak up the, the culture and, and what's still buzzing in a few days time. So yeah, I'll speak to you on the other side of the pond. Sounds great. Safe travels. And thank you all for listening to Human Centered as well. These special editions live from South by Southwest 2022. To learn more about our CX practice and our approach to the work, you can check us out online at vmlyr.com slash cx. Thanks again for listening. We will see you next time.